Focus. You won't be me, devil. All right. You are now listening to Future Focus. It's your boy Crime One. It's Ukali White. It's Dope Link. What's going on, everybody? And we're uh, having a good time. Um, had some issues earlier, but you know, God is gracious and God is good, and we shall overcome. Um, today we're talking about an interesting topic that everybody must go through, and um, I'm gonna let our uh, co-host uh, brother Don't Blink bring it up. Yeah, so I, you know, got an itch, and um, you know, it was just the gathering of us getting together, to, you know, the, today, this morning, and it triggered all to press upon my heart to talk about the process of uh, putting out good content and and then you know good product and what it takes to you know operate in excellence when it comes to doing things for the Lord. So this is something that um, plagued not plagued me but touched me and made an impression on me. So be, being that we have you know you two have put out great product. Uh yes. Wow. Thank you, you guys. You guys can elaborate on that particular subject and, you know, share with our viewers and listeners what it takes to do that. You know, those who are inspiring to do things for the Lord and do it an excellent, do it the right way and taking, having the ability to take things in your life and turn it into ministry. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, lead, I, brother, just want to pick your brains, you know? Yeah. Um, an important subject, important topic, um, especially for those of us who are representatives of Christ. You know, we've committed our life to him. We, you know, I was thinking about um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. This is uh, Paul speaking to believers, uh, telling them, whatever you do, whatever it is, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Wow, what a uh, that's the standard of um, of our work, whatever work we're doing. The standard is we're going to do it not not necessarily not necessarily for men. You know, we all have, most of us have jobs or businesses, and you know, we're we're doing putting out a product or service, and we're providing that for for people. But we're but the way that we do that, the way in which we do it, we're doing it as though we're doing that for the Lord. So that's the standard. You know, it's a high standard, mm-hmm. you know, a standard of, of excellence, no matter what it is. He didn't give specifics. He just says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord mm-hmm. and, and not for men. So, and that's a process. You know, what does that look like? What does it take to do that? I mean, what type of money do we have to put towards it? What type of time, what type of effort, you know, and, and really from our perspective as believers, whatever it takes for us to put out something excellent Mm -hmm. you know that's what we're going to do because we're doing it for the lord so we're going we're going to touch on that today and um i think number one it starts with attitude um it's not necessarily to an extent it can be a money thing um but even with money if you're receiving some source of income um and nine times out of ten you are or you're receiving some type of value, you can turn it into 
investment. So the value that you receive could be strength. And that value can then be turned into investment into work, which then can reap into a harvest for income so that you may be able to do the things that the Lord will call you to do. And the attitude determines your perspective and where you can go with it. So a lot of people say, well, man, I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, use what you got. That's true. You know, um, when God called Moses, Moses could have said, well, I'm just a sheep herder. Mm. I just herd sheep. I don't, I'm not, you know, I was trained in the palace and all those other kind of things, but you know, I'm, I'm done with that life. And I'm, I, you know, I'm excommunicated. I cannot go back, but God called him still. And when he had the wrong perspective and attitude, it was God who used his brother Aaron yet still used Moses as a placeholder because God still wanted to use Moses, but because of God of Moses's attitude he didn't use Moses fully. Right. So some of the things that that um, took place in a lot of these stories are lost because they're just not highlighted as much, but did take place in the Bible and did take place in those times. Like when the two uh, serpents were eaten by Moses' staff. That wasn't Moses that did that. That was Aaron. Hmm. When the snakes were uh, abolished and all that kind of stuff, that was... Aaron and then back when I think it was Joshua who said stop looking after this snake it's not it's a new thing all these so what I'm saying is your attitude determines not necessarily the colloquial your altitude but how you can get things done and how things can be done on quality even though you may not have what someone else has so getting a quality product or getting something quality put out through the process does not require someone else's blessing. It requires your willingness to be used with what you have. Right. Your willingness. So you call it, talk about, um, talk about having a gift, you know, particular, because a lot of times I'm finding that people are very gifted, highly gifted, you know, um, some discipline, but you know, they don't always buy by, you know, the parameters or boundaries it takes to put out, you know, uh, excellent work because they're so gifted. So speak to that situation where um, you have people that are gifted, but they don't necessarily, you know, because they're so gifted, they don't necessarily do what's required within the process. Yeah. And uh, gifting is, you know, our our gifts, you know, for us as uh, Spirit-filled believers, of course, they're given to us by God, and it allows us to to just go beyond the natural, you know, necessarily the natural order of things, but to to really tap into the supernatural. So, for those of us who are gifted in certain areas, things tend to come maybe a little easier, right? A little easier for us, um, but we have to be careful that we don't allow our giftedness and the ability, just that, that, that supernatural ability that God has given us, make sure we don't allow that to cause us to take shortcuts, mm. to become lazy 
um, or to become or to not continue to work at having the best work ethic possible because you can be gifted and, you know, within the body of Christ to, to do various things. But it, but if you don't prepare yourself like teaching for some, it just comes for some, some people really have to work hard to get those principles to come off the page so that people can understand it and apply it right. for others. It's, it's pretty easy. I mean, they can tell a story and relate it to scripture and it seems profound. But again, if we're not careful, if we don't work hard at it, even with being gifted, um, God, God is not going to be glorified from that because again, we started almost started the uh, podcast off by saying, whatever you do, do it as though you're doing it for the Lord. Right. And so that means putting time into it. Mm-hmm. That means also putting some effort into it. That means giving it the very best that you can, you know, if it's writing a book, um, some people are great at writing. It, it doesn't, it, I mean, some of us have writer's block. It'll take us a week to maybe get a page, but for others, they can, they can just flow with it. Right. And right. things are just coming to mind. They're they're Whatever the content is, it's just flowing, but you still have to work at it. Yeah. Because you want your, you want, you want things to be grammatically correct. Mm-hmm. You want your sentence structure to be like it's supposed to be. You want your paragraphs, your punctuation. I mean, it all, it's the process, right? Right. So your giftedness, we, it doesn't mean you don't have to do the work, mm-hmm. even though it comes easy for you. Because, because you're gifted, if you put the work into it, the product that you put out is going to be even that much better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that people you know, that, 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 that impacts your audience. It's going to be something that people desire. Right. It's like, um, real quick. It's like, uh, the life that we have as believers, we have new life. Mm-hmm. We have life that will last forever. Why should people want this life? What about you? What about me? What about you? Uh, crown one. What is it that attracts other people, not to us, but to the life that God has given us? What causes them to desire that? Well, what will cause them to desire that is, of course, you know, and it's it's capsulated in in two things, our passion, our love for God Mm -hmm. and our passion and our love for people. When that's demonstrated, people, man, I want what what Don't Blink has. I want what Crown One has. I want Mm -hmm. what Ukali has. So, you know, that's just giftedness is, is important. But the work behind your gift is equally as important. I hope that uh, speaks to the question that you were asking. Yeah, it does. It does. It does a lot because, you know, you find that, you know, gifted people kind of take shortcuts because of their ability. Uh, Steven, yeah. um, speak to those or speak to us on uh, the process of waiting because, mm. you know, you're, you're very disciplined in that area. <laughs> <laughs> um, I try and I might be a little bit too careful at this sometimes. Um, but I try not to be expedient in nothing, be anxious for nothing, as the Bible instructs us. So um, when it comes to putting out an album or even a single or uh, an EP like we recently just did, I'm very meticulous in the way that I go about doing that. And I just think that a lot of people get too excited 
and overzealous with the hype that comes with it and not necessarily being focused on, at number one, the reason why you're doing it, and number two, the quality of which you have to be in presenting that. Mm-hmm. Because in my genre of gospel rap, a lot of people don't treat it with much respect as some of us do. Mm-hmm. For me and my counterparts, such as Rail Riley, before he even did gospel rap, you know, I made him wait, I think it was three years. And he was fine with that because he had recently, before that, that, that time doing gospel rap, he was doing secular rap. And he had to reprogram his mind and learn of the Lord and learn of the word. You see what I'm saying? So yes, sir. waiting is not a bad thing, but as long as you're working while waiting. See, a lot of people want to get things mm, done that's good. and don't want to work while they're waiting. That's good. You know, a lot of people like, you know, well, if I can't put nothing out, then what's the purpose of me even working on beats? Like if I can't get on to that's the problem with today's culture as well. You can fake the funk. You can fake having what you don't have. You can fake the process. Wow. You can fake with Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and everything, which is cool for social activities and social interaction, but you can fake the process. Don't fake the process. You can fake, you can, I mean, even with camera work and all this other kind of stuff and, you know, musicians that without integrity, you can fake the Holy Spirit. You can fake all these different things. But actual genuineness and authenticity is what's going to always outshine the lacklusterness of faking the process. Right. So I would rather put out less music that has quality than a lot of music that lacks quality. Yeah. Because people will look back and say, okay, hey. Did he put this album out then or he put this single out then? But it sonically sounded well. It shifts the atmosphere. The lyrics stand there. And even with all those added effects, it don't, it does not, it don't. It doesn't take away from the lyricism. It only adds to the experience, which is the reason why a lot of music is lackluster because of the lack of discipline that a lot of artists had, regardless of genre to be disciplined in their skill and their craft. So that way, whenever they add these different skill sets, whether it's effects, dropping the beat, uh, producing around a given part of the uh, record, it, it's like, okay, the beat's nice, but he's not saying nothing because right. he hasn't mastered his craft. Right. So, you know, and, and I would rather be a master craftsman of, of my skill set you know, of putting a record together mm-hmm. and being disciplined in that and saying, and, and my legacy be, okay, hey, Crown didn't put out 20 albums, but Crown's got a solid 10 or a solid five or however many of the Lord has in me, you know what I'm saying? And with everything else that's undone or not sonically, that could be polished later, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, and I, I made this analogy earlier when we were talking during our pre-show, um, pre, uh, you lose quality with productivity every time, mm. every time. When you look at the comparison, and we'll start spiritually and then work down to uh, uh, naturally spiritually. When you look at the pagans versus the saved, 
mm-hmm. and we'll do Elijah and the false prophets. And we are not going to go into detail of all the things that they do, but they do all this work around to get quick fixes. Right. Right. Whereas with Elijah, it was a process. It was a right. process for him right. to get to that point. With David, it was a process for him to get to that point. With Samson, it was a process for him to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It was you don't grow your hair overnight. Right. That's a process. Yeah. That's discipline. Mm-hmm. You don't become able to call fire down from heaven to lick up seven times soaked wood and lick up all the water mm-hmm. overnight. Right, right, right. You can fake it just right. like the false prophets did with against Moses with the serpents, mm-hmm. with the rods, the staffs. Mm-hmm. But guess what happened? Because they were cutting corners and using not the true, they what lost. Right. So that's the same in the spiritual realm. In the natural realm, it's the same way. Your grandmama's favorite cake, her best pound cake, mm. is not going to taste the same as Amish cake from Circle K, Ooh, prepackaged. Right. <laughs> it may look good. May little bit, it may be a little moist from the sun, but it ain't gonna taste the same from coming out of that oven, right. fresh out of that oven. You're right. From four, five hours in the kitchen, Absolutely. putting the flour. So it's a process. Absolutely. So don't if and I if people used to man, we're gonna put another record. It's coming. It's coming. But when it comes, you're not gonna be able to stop talking about it. So right. I'd rather be grandma, grandpa in the kitchen working, and you'd be like, man, crown can really bake. Instead of Crown really got Nabisco cookies ain't tasting the same as homemade. They're not. Italian Italian made fried chicken like Giannino's does not taste like KFC or Popeyes. Sorry. Right. That's good. That's good. That's good. So what? <laughs> What's the, the first process? Thing you said? That's a lot. What you say, uh, <laughs> man? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Your head real quick. Uh, that was good. Quality mm-hmm. or quantity. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. point. What's the second thing you said that stuck out? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, that that was, was all the Holy Spirit because I didn't expect to go the whole spiritual route. But uh, quality over quantity, right? And mastering your craft, mastering your craft, understanding your purpose, and then mastering it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for me, you know, there's aspirations that I have in my flesh. You know, and maybe the Lord allowed me to do those things, but I first have to master my craft and do the work that I'm called to do in this season before I start pursuing those things. Otherwise, I'm working against myself because I'm working against my purpose. And what's the purpose of what's the purpose of purpose if not working towards purpose? <laughs> what's the purpose of purpose if not working towards purpose? Wow. And that's a lyric off of uh, <laughs> I like it. The mind of a misfit, restless takeover. Wow. Yeah. Realizing realism of reality. <laughs> <laughs> but I like what you said too about not faking it or some try to fake it mm-hmm. but faking it will always cause you to be found out mm. say it again yeah when you fake something if it's not true if it's not real if it's not you know subs- of substance it's going to be found out wow mm-hmm. you know like you said you can take you can have all the lights set up Take your pictures, make you look all, your cover looks good and all that. I mean, whether it's your music or your book, you can, you can uh, have the best of marketing, 
and all that, you know, to, to get it out in, in, in several hands. But if the content, if the substance, if the, if the subject matter and the substance is not good, you're going to be found out. You might have you might have sold, you know, several <laughs> copies the first time. Mm-hmm. But because your substance your you know, that 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 content wasn't good. The next time you put something out, people won't be as quick to per, to to want to to take part. Don't be in it or, or to have it right. <laughs> so I like that. Don't you can't fake it. Yeah, that's you, good. You know, that's good. So you call it. Speak to. Oh, that's wow. I'm trying to go. I had an idea of what God was sharing with me. So, but speak to the fact that you know it's fake. You know you can't fake it. The process. Um, you know your wife has a book. Yes, she's already been on the show, and she's it's a great book. Uh, I have to get it, um, purchase it, and support. But the process of just nurturing someone that's so gifted. And, and I speak to both of y'all about this. How did y'all know that I can take, you said I could take this and, and it can be, it can mean more something than me just being Stephen the rapper. You, you kind of lead a preacher uh, and your wife be the host historian that she is. And how did you guys know that I, I can take this and I can make it mean something more than just, this is what you know me as, mm. you know? That's a good question. Um, you know, of course, we want to, you know, everything that we do, we want to represent Christ with it. Um, and, you know, I was thinking of my wife's book, uh, Burdens We Bear, and uh, it came out of, um, it came out of, I guess, some some hurt, some frustration on her part where the system that governs our nation is concerned, you know, surrounding the right. um, the loss of life or, you know, several black men and women losing their lives at the hands of um, at the hands of police. And, um, you know, many of these deaths, they as far as, you know, as far as what uh, what was shown surrounding these deaths what was what was read you know what was written about uh these deaths they were they were unjust Mm -hmm. you know we we saw it as you know this looked all too familiar kind of like the 50s and 60s this Mm -hmm. isn't justice and so her the burdens we bear book it came out of like i said uh some 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 hurt some pain um but specifically where the body of christ is concerned you know brown skin folks yeah believers we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to speak out against it. We're going to stand up. But my wife was hoping, you know, we all are hoping even today that our fair-skinned brothers, you know, stand up and speak out against that too. But to, to speak to your, your point, um, it was for my wife and probably for anyone who, who produces something, puts something out there, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, it was something that she was very passionate about. I mean, it was, it was subject matter that she knew, number one, the nation is talking about it, but number two, it's something that we as believers should be addressing. We should be at the forefront of addressing the issue. So the content of her book is, is something that sparks conversation. That's good. It's from her personal experience, but it sparks conversation and where that conversation should be had is definitely within the body of Christ. And then the body of Christ as the light of the world, we begin to cause the world to 
to address these issues, mm-hmm. not just the way we normally address them, you know, marches and protests, so on and so forth, but more at the that, that grassroots level. This stuff needs to be talked about in every home. So her mm-hmm. book, so her book was, um, you know, she's a gifted writer. She's, um, you know, full of God's spirit where teaching and educating and, 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 and some history in there. But the way she went about it was to really, it speaks to the body of Christ. Of course, the world as well, but specifically to the body of Christ about this not just being her burden. She, it was a burden for my wife, for Selena. Mm-hmm. But this is a burden for the body of Christ. What is, what did um, um, the prophet Micah say in Micah chapter six, I believe, you know, you know, what does God require of us but to do justice, to love mercy and to walk humbly before our God. So, you know, this was an opportunity for us to address the injustice, this historical injustice of our nation um, and, and, and to do it in a way that would uh, prayerfully spark conversation, but ultimately lead people to Christ. So the project, the, the book, the whatever it is, what's the, what's the ultimate goal of it? What, what's what, what's going to be the result? Is, is it going to touch the heart? Is it going to lead people to, um, to seek after, ultimately seek after God? And, um, uh, you know, if it can do that, then that your giftedness, your, that, that whole, the process that you're, that you're going through, it may not sell a whole lot of copies, a whole lot of books, but it's going to have some eternal ramifications. Yeah. And ultimately, hopefully people will come to Christ. And I, I- I agree with Ukali. Um, it's for me, just as his wife and himself, you know, with with their ministries and their talents that the Lord's given them to um, exude that into the arts. Uh, for me, just like them, um, it may it may not come in the droves of monetary income. But the seeds of edification that I put forth in the music may be that spark that sparks the change, not only of reformation within the church, but also reformation and revival amongst the world. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's for me, it's it. That's how I know it's going to be more than just crown one, the rapper, because something that I say may inspire a young child to change their life or a young father, or an old father, which I've seen happen before in times past when I was younger in my teens. So, it just feels weird saying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm you know, 16, 17 years old, I'm putting out uh, the first album, Crown One, self-entitled. And I have gang members, you know, that are trying to change their life, and you know, are saying, man, I struggle with pornography and i've struggled with this that and the third and for you to be talking about this it actually gives me sanctuary to actually feel comfortable talking about it and addressing the issue you know what i'm saying and saying okay now i can actually get rid so by me being obedient which is greater than sacrifice it helped plant a seed of obedience to someone else that lord willing it breaks that generational curse of addiction you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, of a perverse mind, a perverse tongue, all these different things 
you know, drinking to the point of you're drunk and doing drugs and selling drugs and different things of that sort. So it may not make a much money for me in this life, but, you know, it will definitely be added to my account, you know, and I don't really care necessarily about the account in this afterlife, but I'm more concerned about the souls that are in my presence, you know what I'm saying? Or more should I say not necessarily in my presence, but are under my realm because I've experienced, and I won't say experienced, but I've been down the road of not taking care of the souls that the Lord put into my place. Mm. And and it still weighs heavy on my heart, even though there's no condemnation. Right. <laughs> you know, I ask the Lord pretty much every day to forgive me for the souls I didn't take care of long ago. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, with doing gospel music and doing, you know, podcasts and preaching and, you know, all this different type of stuff. Uh, that's how I know it's about it's it's bigger than just Crown One, the rapper, Steven, the rapper, because I know that it may not directly impact but it may generationally impact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so wow that's a lot that's a lot y'all uh so in a nutshell you said you take your process and you, you give god glory through it yes sir but you set yourself a monetary gain but it's not just such a focus on and why you do it you know it's just the right. fact that you know you want to be worthy of your hire right at the same time but you want to have a message something concrete, something authentic. So, you know, when history tells the story, they say, you Kylie, crown one, don't blink, has something to offer this in the, in the time of generation mm-hmm. that was yeah. effective to make a difference. And so that's that's important. Um, so uh, that's a question. Is it, that's another question. It's like, is it, is it hard? Is it hard standing you know, on your platform, realizing, okay, I might not not make a lot of money from this, you know, but I still have to give this, I still have to offer this to God. I still have to offer this to the world, and and I still have to offer this to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, is that, was that something that you you guys struggle with when you're putting out a a good product? Uh, Especially with having, not having a budget. (laughs) I mean, you know, you know, right. I'd be lying if I said no. <laughs> this is the, I mean, that's com- that's completely honest. But um, to me, it's not. This is my true desire. Like, it ain't about the money, but it is about the money. Oh, it is time to right. go. And we about to do a part two because I definitely <laughs> need to expound upon my point. Wow. <laughs> but this is Crown One signing off part one. Right, to Kali White. This is Don't Blink. Stay tuned for part two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.